Hey everyone, Dr. Pat and I would personally like to invite you to join us in our Grow My Baby program. This is week-by-week pregnancy and birth information developed from our experience of helping more than 4,000 women grow and birth their babies. All our links are on our website, growmybaby.com.au. The information in this podcast is provided for education and research information only. It is not a substitute for professional health advice. If you're trying to get pregnant or you are pregnant and you feel a little bit overwhelmed by all you need to know, then this is the right podcast for you. Welcome to the show. I'm Bridget Maloney. And I'm obstetrician Dr. Patrick Maloney. And this is The Kick, your expert-led podcast that delivers the essentials of growing a baby. Make sure you head to our website, growmybaby.com.au, to get some awesome free tools like our Pregnancy Knowledge Checker to help you feel like you got this. Hello, I'm obstetrician Dr. Patrick Maloney. And I'm Bridget Maloney, and today we're going to talk about breastfeeding, but you want to try for a baby. Uh-huh. Another listener request here, Pat. Yeah, this was another. We love the requests. Yeah. We don't have to think up stuff. No, that's to right. Be in our and we podcast. know that people want to hear it people because just tell us. this is not the first time that we've had this request. Mm. So in this episode, you will learn. Uh, Well, firstly, some people use breastfeeding as a method of contraception, Uh so we're going to talk about that. Then we're going to talk about why breastfeeding stops ovulation, um, how you can stimulate ovulation after or while you're still breastfeeding, and just a little smattering of an introduction to secondary infertility. Yeah, okay, good. I want to start firstly with talking about those women who don't get a period when breastfeeding. Yes. So why is that? Well, there are a couple of reasons, but chiefly the prolactin, which is the breastfeeding hormone it inhibits ovulation. So you're just less likely to ovulate, um, less likely to have that uh, progesterone made in the second half of the menstrual cycle when you ovulate, uh, which um, uh, ultimately uh, results uh, in, a, in a period bleed happening about two weeks after the ovulation. So a lot of people just think like the woman with polycystic ovarian syndrome, if she's not ovulating, she's often not menstruating, and she might go for months or even years without making a period. So... The prolactin, prolactin uh, produced in the in the brain does much the same thing. If we look at a teenager uh, who hasn't had her periods by 16 and she comes in with a worried mother saying, why she had a period yet? One of the tests we do is for that prolactin hormone. The young woman's unlikely to be lactating, but she might have very high levels of prolactin coming out of a little tumour on the base of her brain. And with that prolactin in her system, she doesn't menstruate. And what about those people like me <laughs> who... Uh Breastfeeding didn't stop my periods or ovulation. Yep. So, unfortunately, I think that I bled after the births for about four weeks. Then I had about a two-week break and then I got my period. And it just seemed like really unfair. I was exclusively breastfeeding. Yeah. So, why does that happen in some people where breastfeeding isn't something that stops your period? Yep. So, the, 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 this whole um, system is a bit imprecise. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't always work. It's one of the reasons why we don't often recommend people who really don't want to be pregnant again quickly relying purely on this system for their contraception because it just doesn't always work. Also, some of the bleeding that the woman might get while she breastfeeds, it's not its not always a true period that's happened as part of a normal cycle. There might just be some irregular bleeding happening for other reasons. But we're most interested in, in, the, in the people who continue to ovulate during the lactation because that has significant implications for that woman's contraceptive plan. And, I mean, that's not really the topic of this conversation. Mm. Like, this is somebody who wants to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. We might have that in another episode. So those women that 
want to get pregnant, yeah. how long, and, and they're in the pile of women who don't get a period when they're lactating, mm-hmm. how long does that last for? As long as you breastfeed for. So if you want if you really, really want to be pregnant, the, the, the easiest way would be to stop breastfeeding altogether. And that in someone who, before they got pregnant in the first place, had a normal cycle, then that'll take the prolactin away and the cycle will kick back in again. Becomes a bit more of an interesting discussion if someone says, I don't want to do that. Okay, for those people who are breastfeeding and they don't get a period and want to use it as contraception, I read that it's actually called a method. It's called, um, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, but uh, lactational amenorrhea method. Yes. Yeah. That is true. It's not the most precise form of contraception in the world, um, but it's certainly, it's one of the many reasons why we would encourage breastfeeding in a developing world situation where uh, perhaps there's low access to um, artificial contraceptives. And in that situation, by the use of lactational amenorrhea as the main system, uh, we might have a woman who's more likely to have five or six babies rather than 10 or 11 over the course of her uh, fertile years. Mm. Still sounds like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, of course, no, of course it does. <laughs> but it's one of the ways that babies can be spaced out because on a population-wide, with a population-wide lens, it works. Mm. But for an individual woman, it's not reliable enough. And what happens, like as the baby's getting older, they're not like sucking at the breast as much. And I, mm-hmm. I could imagine that that's a problem. Like they're getting older, maybe they're only having, you know, four big feeds a day yep. or you're starting to introduce solids or something like that. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, is what happens there? Well, the contraceptive effect is not as good. Mm. So um, unless the, basically unless you're full-time breastfeeding um, with the baby um, on the breast for proper feed several times a day, then then the effect just isn't as strong. And what about those people that are, you know, maybe they've just got down to, I don't know, they've cut out the nighttime feeds because the baby's sleeping through, mm-hmm. you know, those unicorns that do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, let's say the baby's at 10 months and the baby started to sleep through. Um, but they still haven't got their period back, you know, so they're only breastfeeding two or three times a day. Mm-hmm. Is that We talked about that in another episode about the pill, about amenorrhea after you yeah. stop the pill. Is that similar? Uh, yeah, it can take a little while to kick back in, but if it depends whether you want to be pregnant or not. So if you were looking to be pregnant again soon, don't worry about it, just uh, you know, wait for the cycle to come back. If you really don't want to be pregnant, then you can't really trust that. Um, ovulation comes before menstruation and the egg's made uh, before the period. So you could get pregnant again before you even have the first period. Let's take a break. And when we come back, Pat, let's talk about some steps someone might need to take if they're trying for a pregnancy while they're still breastfeeding. How many times have you Googled something about your pregnancy? When I was pregnant all the time, Dr. Pat. (laughs) We get it. You may be confused or overwhelmed. It's normal to want information, but where's the reliable stuff from experts? Yeah. Now, if you like our podcast, Dr. Pat and I have developed an online program to help guide you through whatever stage of pregnancy you're at. It's taken us literally two years to put it together. Two long, hard years, wasn't it? (laughs) But, you know, it is a game changer in how pregnancy information is given. 
Now, how it works is uh, you get to sign up at whatever stage of pregnancy you're at. Like, So you could be pre-pregnant, in your very early stages of pregnancy, late pregnancy, preparing for birth, or maybe you've just brought your baby home. And you get lots of information around that. And then you also get to join our closed Facebook group. We've called in all our contacts too. So we've got a dietitian, an anaesthetist, physiotherapist. Sonographer. Yeah, who else? A pediatric nurse, obstetrician, mother of four. Oh, just all the people you need to hear from. So if that's you... Come and join us at www.growmybaby.com.au. Well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. We're talking about um, trying for a baby, but you're still breastfeeding. So, Pat, what's the first step that somebody should take if they're still breastfeeding mm-hmm. and they want to try for a baby? I'm going to say it. You should consider stopping breastfeeding. Really? That must be a big decision for some people. Well, of course it is. Um, but uh, let's say it depends how urgent you it is. It depends how many more babies you want. depends how old you are. But it might be part of your plan to get on with it and be pregnant again quickly. And the most effective thing you could do would be to stop breastfeeding altogether, kick, take the prolactin away, kickstart the ovulation and get pregnant again. And would you recommend that into someone like maybe like us, a bit crazy, wanting to get pregnant really fast, but I was still exclusively breastfeeding up until six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we wanted to try, because we were getting older, we wanted yeah. to try. And and um, luckily we got pregnant with me still breastfeeding. But like that's still very early on. Do you think people should just see? Well, it was less urgent for you because it, there were good signs that you were ovulating even though you were still ah, yes. um, breastfeeding. Yeah, yeah. So that was less of a problem. I guess we're talking about the person whose period hasn't come back yeah, and certainly don't have a regular period back again. So that person's lactational amenorrhea is working against them conceiving. Yeah, and that's a nuance that yeah. I hadn't thought of. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. the 28-year-old might might say, well, I've got all the time in the world to have my, my other baby. I'll breastfeed for as long as I want. The 39-year-old might say, you've got six months, pal, and then we're going to, I'm going to stop breastfeeding so I can kick start the cycle again and get pregnant again. And what about if then they stop it, stop breastfeeding? Uh-huh. Their period doesn't return. Yeah, again, it depends a little bit on the urgency. Are, are we 24 or are we 41? Let's say that there's some urgency. Then I think about three months is a reasonable time frame to to have that hangover amenorrhea, no period, um, before it might be time for a few tests to make sure that there's nothing wrong and all we have to do is wait for the system to kick back in. And from a lifestyle perspective, is there anything that that person should be doing? Yeah, well, there's lots of other reasons why you might not be um, menstruating. And in our community, two common reasons are body weight too large or body weight too low. Yeah. So those things should be um, addressed. Uh, the over-exercises, see a few of those, excessive exercise causing, yeah, causing no period. They've got a big pressure, you know, that they feel or society puts on them to get back into their post-baby shape. That's right. So the over-exercises might be working against uh, conceiving just a little bit. And the other, the other big group are people who were already known to have an ovulation problem. So if you had polycystic ovarian syndrome as a teenager and you had to have ovulation induction to get pregnant when you were 24 and then you needed ovulation induction again to get pregnant when you're 27, don't be surprised if you need ovulation induction yet again Mm. to get pregnant when you're 30. Mm. Uh, So so that person wouldn't wait at all. They would go, I'll stop breastfeeding, my period isn't back, but that's normal for me. I need to go back to my doc and get on the letrozole again and get another cycle kick-started. And if they've already seen, say, a gynecologist, an obstetrician or whatever, they just could get a referral from their GP to go straight back to that person. But if they hadn't, that would be managed at a GP level? Yeah, well, we'd talk to the local doc about a reasonable time frame, perhaps three months, perhaps six, before that 
period to kick back in and otherwise start doing some tests. And is this um, lactation amenorrhea, is this the same as secondary infertility? No, not really. Uh, secondary infertility is just is infertility affecting a woman who's, been, who's had a baby before. The causes are often different. Mm. A post-lactation amenorrhea would just be one potential cause of secondary infertility. And if it's prolactin, that's the problem. Is there just like a pill you can pop? Uh-huh. There is a pill you can pop. Remember, making prolactin while you're breastfeeding is normal. Mm. But you've stopped breastfeeding. You want to have a baby now. Yeah. So if the period doesn't come back for a long time, high levels of prolactin is not very likely to be the cause. It's probably just that the, that the system, remember the period starts in our brain. There's a hormone that kickstarts a hormone in another part of the brain that kickstarts a hormone in the ovary that kickstarts the, the development of the follicle in the ovary. Then there's another hormone that makes that follicle pop the egg out and so on and so forth and it's a complex system that needs to be uh, needs to be given a little bit of time to kick back in yeah if it's ever been stopped for high body weight or polycystic ovaries or pregnancy or breastfeeding yeah right but let's say you're the person with a little brain tumor on the bottom of your brain a little relatively benign brain tumor called a pituitary adenoma where you're making way too much prolactin and that stops you menstruating yep there's a pill to stop. And do you have a blood test to see what if it's the prolactin or another cause yeah. at that stage? Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of blood tests. That's right. All right, good. I'm I'm really curious. Uh, you said before when I said, you know, I want to get pregnant, but I'm breastfeeding, and you said, well, I'll advise somebody to stop. Can we workshop that? How, how do you do that? <laughs> how do you tell people to stop? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I don't think you tell people to stop at all if it's not urgent. So let's say, for example, the woman's in her 20s and only wants one more baby then don't stop. Just just carry on and breastfeed the baby you've got for as long as you wish to. Mm. You know, just, your period will come back when you're good and done. But if someone's telling me that they want to be pregnant right away mm. and they've got a six-month-old baby and they're full-time breastfeeding, then one is working against the other, unfortunately. Mm. And I just want to remind the listeners, this is somebody that doesn't have a period while they're lactating. Well, I'm so glad that that person um, asked us this question. This has been a um, really often asked question, so I think I think that answers it. I think so. Yeah, good. So. Good. All right. So we've learnt why some people don't get a period when they're bre- breastfeeding, why some people do get their period during breastfeeding, mm-hmm. and what to do if you're trying for a baby and you're breastfeeding. Good. I want to move on to myth or fact. Okay. Good. Myth or fact. This is a related myth, Pat. Do I need to stop breastfeeding if I am pregnant? Yeah, that's a myth. Good. Yeah, so you just keep breastfeeding, that's fine. Yeah. A tricky bit's getting pregnant in the first place if you're still breastfeeding. Yeah. But if you have, fantastic, bat on. It's called tandem, isn't it? Tandem. Tandem feeding. Yeah. Yep. And uh, people, devotees of it, really like it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and also, some people it doesn't work for. I fully expected to tandem feed. Like that you would be feeding a toddler and a, and a, and a newborn at the same time. Yeah. 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 Um, and I fully expected that I'd be able to keep up my breastfeeding journey with the third boy when the fourth was well, while I was pregnant with Rex. Yes. But actually, it just um, didn't work. My milk diminished. Yeah. It really was painful. My nipples became way more sensitive. During the pregnancy? During the yeah. pregnancy, yeah. yeah. fair enough. Um, certainly, people report that they just can't keep the supply up. Yeah. Yeah. Some people think that um, that breastfeeding can, you know, maybe trigger oxytocin and give you a premature labour situation. Oh, yeah. Um, But I've not actually seen any real-world examples of that. I think that if you manage to keep up um, feeding, then that's a safe and reasonable thing to do. And if it's all working for you, go for it. Yeah. How are you going to juggle it all when you've got a newborn and a two-year-old that still wants to feed? I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of couch time, but... 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, people. Thanks very much for listening. If you like this episode, please uh, like and subscribe on all our channels on iTunes and Spotify. That really helps to push out our podcast to other people who might be wanting this same information as you. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Bye for now. Bye.